Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Live It Well podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We are so glad that you're here with us. Each week, we invite authors, mentors, friends of ours who have an inspiring message, who are living their life well. And so our goal is to learn and grow, and we want to invite you to do the exact same thing with us. So hope you're ready. Let's dive right in. In this week's episode, we are kicking off the Christmas season with our second annual Best Of episode. (laughs) It's the best of 2019's life-changing habits. We're taking a stroll together down memory lane as we revisit some of the most powerful responses of 2019 to every episode's closing questions. Two of those questions are, what's a habit that's changed your life, and what advice would you give to the younger you? It is always so powerful to hear the wisdom that pours out of our guests as they respond. And in this episode, you're going to hear some life-changing habits from Lisa Turkhurst, Emily P. Freeman, Dr. John Townsend, Rebecca Lyons, Gary Thomas, and many more. I love this episode. It's always so fun to do. This part of the show is always one of my favorite parts. So a whole episode full of life-changing habits (laughs) is right up my alley. I would love a whole book of all of these habits so that I could just focus on one every single week of the year. Maybe we'll we'll do that someday. I think it's always fun to just take a second and look back and what an amazing year it's been. Yeah. I mean, on the podcast, it's been awesome. We moved to Franklin, Tennessee. (laughs) I mean, a lot has changed. It's been a big year. And so these moments, these times, an episode like today, it's just fun to look back on. Absolutely. And there were some incredible, incredible habits and some amazing advice. Next week, we're going to be focusing on the advice you would give to the younger you. And I'm telling you, I cheer up every single time. I love hearing the guests kind of get a little emotional thinking about what they would say to their younger self. And it's always so encouraging. So I'm excited for that one too. Anytime you can bring tears in an interview. Yep, that means you're winning. You're onto something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's jump into today's episode where everyone answers the question, What's a habit that's changed your life? Mm. Okay, I'm going to tell you one that I hope is changing our lives. (laughs) So uh, my husband's a pastor. We live pretty busy on-the-go schedules. And we sat down at the beginning of January and we mapped out all of our date nights and our staycation weekends for the entire year with the clause that they are negotiable because life happens, people get sick, all the different things. But we're hopeful that that habit is going to transform our lives by setting down the calendar a full year in advance and doing what we can to make sure those happen. Spend the first five minutes of every day getting into God's word. Don't deviate from that. Let God's word be the very first thing that I put in my mind because what I put in my mind first is going to impact me the most every single day. So I don't have to understand it. I don't have to have a theology degree to do it, but just the activity of inserting God's word into my mind and my heart has radically changed me. You know, I would say... I would say the biggest habit that change, has changed things for me is it's valuing male friendships. Like I haven't been married, having four kids, a, a busy job. I undervalued that for a long time. I began making that a priority probably four or five years ago, and it's it's been a huge impact for me. And and maybe that would be my advice too, right? Is uh, just the importance of uh, brotherhood, truth tellers in your life. You know, uh, maybe a book that would I would recommend uh, along that line is a book called Bo's Cafe. Have you guys ever heard of that? No. I have heard of it. Have you? Yeah, actually oh. somebody told me about it the other day. Oh, nice. It's kind, of a men's, it's kind of a men's book, but it captures 
you know, it captures the journey, I think, for a lot of men. And uh, so, yeah. Doing one thing at a time. <laughs> That's so good. I mean, really, like giving yeah. myself permission to just do one thing at a time, to have one tab open at a time on the computer to not think I have to multitask all the things. And that's really that next right thing mindset. I mean, that is the habit. I hate to say it, but we're bringing it back around like Seinfeld, but that is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Prayer time. When you're journaling, when you're writing a letter to a friend who's hurting, I think all those things I would consider prayer times. I loved having the, the silent retreat. That just changed my life so much. It internalized so much for me. And I wasn't afraid of being quiet anymore. Like most women talk. (laughs) Yes. I felt like this was a new door opening for me. And when I went back to my prayer group and told them about it, and then we started having our own silent retreat once a year, that just made a difference to us. Uh, opening my table, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think back in the day, I used to eat like a lot of people do. It was just like putting f- fuel in a car. So it's like, yeah, eating. Eating is just like keeping my, me alive. So I'd eat fast. I'd eat in a car, or I'd eat standing up, or walking, or whatever. But it's like, actually, the habit of discovering the table and inviting people to that table. I think it's the central practice that Christians are called to. I mean, Jesus said, like, here's what I want you to do to remember me by. When you're eating with people, break bread and drink wine and recall my sacrifice. So uh, I think it's our thing more than singing or listening to sermons are. I'm nothing wrong with those things, I guess. But you've you got to eat like three times a day anyway. Just do it at a table with other people. Habit that's changed my life. Uh, just walking. Um, I walk a trail by my house almost every morning at 6.15 in the morning. So I get to like quiet, see the sun come up. Sometimes Gabe goes with me. Most times he does. And I don't know. I just being outside is like a big deal for me for my emotional health. My habit would definitely be waking up an hour before I need to get ready, half hour sometimes, um, and just having that quiet time. It's been so impactful for me because you just wake up and you're checking your phone and looking at your texts and your emails. I try to not even look at my phone, wake up, put on my bathrobe, make coffee, light a candle, sit down, read, journal, pray, do that. It's just, it's so great. And I think that it's really, really necessary um, because in every day you're just starting out on the right foot. That's good. Yeah, I'm bad at habits. Um, <laughs> I wish I wish I was better. He's an Enneagram seven. So yeah, you, you guys both well, sevens. I'm like type seven with a seven wing. <laughs> so so that's time. tough for me. But that that would be the same habit. If I mean, like, what's like the one habit I've cultivated for like 20 years of my life? And I have seasons of it being very easy. Obviously, when you have like a tiny terrorist living in your house, like a two year old, you know, it's like. <laughs> not as easy but um i love it he's, he's the best he's no. The so, you know when, when you have kids it's like those things can change so you have to have grace on yourself and be like okay i used to be awesome at this and now yeah. we're figuring out how to make it make it through but yeah that has been the most important habit in my life for sure my wife and i do this when we get home this little check-in with each other so we 
sometimes we use the car, but we've kind of memorized the car, obviously. But one of the things we love is, you know, we get home now and instead of me blabbing for 15 minutes about my day and her going, uh-huh, uh-huh, that must be hard, or her blabbing about her day for 15 minutes and me going, well, try this and do this and do this, we really do it with each other. And we try to we try to be very quadrant one with each other, honestly. And just our little rule is don't give advice until, the, until you really get how I feel. That's our little rule. And after 31 years, it's worked. So then I, then I finally say, gosh, it sounds, she's a teacher. It sounds like the kids were, it was just a lot of struggle with some of the kids. And she'll go, yeah, it was a struggle. I said, it sounded a little bit overwhelming with the administration that you had to deal with. It was overwhelming. And I'll go, great. And I might say, need any advice? And she'll go, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. need you to make dinner, please. <laughs> we had that little ritual, and it just makes the whole rest of the evening go better. We feel connected. We, we gave each other energy. We felt closer. And uh, it's a good habit for us. Okay, so the second question, what is a habit that's changed your life? That's easier for me. Um, I would undoubtedly say choosing to every day go to God's Word for myself, to allow the Word of God to, to pastor my own soul. And I would say that even within that, when I learned the practice of studying the original language, things that had always been black and white became 3D, technicolor, neon, amazing. And so I love, love, love helping people to understand how approachable that is. The languages as a whole are not, but there's great tools for us to get a deeper understanding of what God's Word is saying to us. So that's a huge practice I love. Um... Doing devotions with my kids at night. We did, last night, you know, calling my kids around and, and saying, "All right, let's let's find out what's going on right now." Sometimes I will say, "What what are we dealing with right now, and what does God's word say about that?" Because it's fresh on our minds. Sometimes I'll just be working through a book, a chapter at a time, and we'll say, "Well, let's pray and ask God to teach us something," and then we're reading it, discussing it out loud with my kids. And so, habit of family devotions. Whoever you are, I would highly recommend. You don't have to have seminary training. You don't have to uh, do any preparation, really. You just open up your Bible and pray for God to speak and read some scriptures and begin a discussion. And, and it's always good, like 100% of the time, even with some of the kids falling asleep on the couch. You know? <laughs> but it's always good. And we walk away going, man, thank you, Lord, you know, for what you did there. Daily scripture reading. There is no substitute for it in my life. It's the most transformational practice, and it's a bit like having braces. You don't see it in the moment, but when you look back, you see like that big gap in your <laughs> between your two front teeth has been completely closed. I have a date with my wife every opportunity I can. So that's a beautiful habit that I make no apology for. The habit or the practice of being with my wife and ending every day with her for a meal, that habit of spending time with my spouse, I make no apology for. I chose her. She's my best friend. I love her so much that I can't be enough with her enough. So it's not a bad habit. You're going to laugh. <laughs> Try us. All right. Power naps. Oh, we have never gotten that answer. That is a first time answer. I love it. Power naps. Um, 20 minutes. That's great. 20 minutes. 
right? We um, Daniel Pink, in his book called When, he wrote about, um, he calls it a nappuccino. Because it actually takes 20 minutes for um, caffeine to enter your into your system, so he recommends you you drink an espresso or drink coffee as fast as you can. It's not to not to enjoy the flavor. It's not to let it linger. You know, savor it. Drink it as fast as you can, and then take a nap for 20 minutes. And not only will you have this moment of just being like physically refreshed from shutting your brain off for 20 minutes, but also that's how long it takes for the caffeine to work. So you're gonna wake up ready to go. I love that idea. That's amazing. <laughs> Nappuccino. Nappuccino. Not my idea. But yeah, yeah that's good. Done. Nappuccino. Done. All right. All right, I'm out of here. We're going to take a Nappuccino. <laughs> Adios. I mean, I'd say like a habit that is really important to me and it really came right away with my injury is that I'm really intentional and conscious about extracting the good and what I can do and my abilities. Like I'm always looking for just what I have and what I can do versus what I can and what I don't have. I think it's so easy in life to get caught up in um, wishing for something or comparing yourself to somebody else. We have, sometimes we live in this Instagram perfect style life, uh, but it's just not the, the truth. It's just not the case. And just being focused on what God has given you, like the abilities that you have and what you can do versus uh, what you can't or what you don't have. And uh, that's just a habit of mine that I'm just really intentional about is being really um, focused on what I can. Yeah, and for me, I would say that's been a huge one for me as well. So I'll just say that, but I'll say another one. So it's not the same, but um, a big one for me is surrendering the weight of what's out of my control. Um, as a parent, there's so many things that are out of my control. And especially with these kids who come into our home who have gone through a lot of different difficult things, it's easy to like want to take that from them and carry it, but it only weighs me down and I can't be the best mom possible when I do that. So that's something that I try to do intentionally of like, hey, what am I carrying that I wasn't meant to carry and God already has done this and it's his. Um, so just being intentional about like, I'm carrying this weight of this. I'm going to give it to God. I don't want it anymore. And then that's that helps me to be able to just continue working as hard as I can every day, focusing on what I can do and how I can help the kids and staying patient and understanding that I'm not the savior for these kids. I can't save them. And the only person that can is God. For me, a goal every day is to leave people in places better than I found them. I want to be in the habit of doing that. That that's my goal every day, that if I leave a person or a place better than I found it, and it's actually our mission statement as our family, leave people in places better than you found them. And it kind of covers everything. <laughs> it does. Especially people. Especially people. Reading the Christian classics. Uh, people want to wonder the Christian classics. There's just great books throughout the Christian ages. I, I read widely outside of my tradition. And the reason that has challenged me is that it removes the cultural blinders. I see the issues that Christians have emphasized through the years. That I think today we're obsessed with sexual sin. All of the classics view pride as the greatest sin, that, that basically humility is what we should pursue. And in an age when people are seeking fame and money and physical beauty, trying to stay young as long as they can, they say we need to seek compassion and patience and humility and kindness and all the things that are lauded in the Gospels. And so I just find those to be men and women that are just brothers and sisters in Christ inspiring me hundreds of years or sometimes over a thousand years after they've lived. 
I'll tell you what, you're right, babe. I could listen to that over and over and over again. Yeah, it's really incredible. Guys, we hope this episode blessed you as much as it did us. And it's your turn now. What's Mm -hmm. a habit that's changed your life? We want to hear from you. Come and find us on social media or send us an email over at our website, letsliveitwell.com. Well, that is a wrap for today's episode. And as always, you can find all the information from today's episode in our show notes over at letsliveitwell.com. Well, we hope you were inspired to find some new habits in your life. We're going to close this out like we do every single time. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it it well. well.